Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded December 7th, 2023. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. Three big things you need to know. First, similar to the S&P 500, Russell 2000 returns tend to be positive but modest in presidential election years. Second, the valuation appeal of small caps runs deep and exists within both growth and value using equal weighted and market cap weighted PEs. But small caps valuation appeal has only recently emerged on equal weighted PEs, helping explain why small caps have had a difficult 2023. Third, investor sentiment is on the cusp of looking overly enthusiastic again on the weekly AAII survey, restraining our enthusiasm for the equity market near term. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple and Spotify. Now the details. Takeaway number one, small caps tend to see solid performance in presidential election years. The outlook for small caps has been of interest to many of the investors we've spoken with over the past month, even those who are not dedicated to the space. The topic tends to come up in the discussion of a possible leadership rotation out of megacap growth's Magnificent Seven and whether the stock market is finally ready for new leadership in greater breadth. As discussed in our 2024 Equity Market Outlook report, we are in the camp that the small caps look intriguing and that the growth trade is due for a pause, though perhaps only a short-term one, and we believe that it makes sense to add to small caps today. Our work on how small cap performance is tracking the recovery and consumer confidence off 2022's recession-type lows, how small cap balance sheets are not nearly as bad as feared, and how small cap funds flows have improved since October has generally all been well-received. One follow-up question we've been getting from small cap portfolio managers specifically is how small caps perform in presidential election years. We highlight the answer in a new chart this week, which shows that similar to the S&P 500, the Russell 2000 tends to post gains in presidential election years, just more modest ones than the gains seen in non-election years. Intriguingly, the average presidential election return tends to be a bit stronger in small cap than large cap. Since 1979, small caps tend to rally about 9.8% in presidential election years, while the S&P 500 has posted an average gain of about 5.8%. Moving on to takeaway number two, small caps look cheap versus large caps within both growth and value, but this is a recent development on equal weighted PEs. One of the go-to charts in our deck on small caps highlights how deeply attractive they are relative to large caps on a market cap weighted PE multiple. Another follow-up question we were getting last week on small caps was whether small caps look cheap relative to large caps within both growth and value, or if it's just a gap being driven by highly expensive valuations in megacap growth names. We took a trip down the data rabbit hole and looked at small large relative PEs broadly as well as within the growth and value segment separately on both equal weighted PEs and market cap weighted PEs. We found that small caps look deeply attractive relative to large caps today on the market cap weighted stats, both broadly and within growth and value. Small caps also look attractive relative to large caps within both growth and value using equal weighted PEs. But we also found that on the equal weighted stats, small caps did not look compelling relative to large caps back in the second quarter of 2023. Relative valuations were actually closer to the long-term averages back then. This helps explain to us why small caps have had such a tough year in 2023 and how the setup has changed for them in a more favorable way heading into 2024. 
Wrapping up with takeaway number three, investor sentiment is starting to look a little too enthusiastic. Last week, net bulls in the weekly AAII survey rose to 20.5% on the four-week average, just shy of the one standard deviation above the long-term average. From that range, between the average and the plus one standard deviation mark, the S&P 500 tends to see solid 12-month forward gains of 8.5% and slightly positive three-month forward returns of 1.6%. From the range this indicator seems likely to enter soon, however, the range between plus one and plus two standard deviations over the long-term average using the four-week average stats, the S&P 500 still tends to experience a pretty good 12-month forward return of about 6.5% but a nearly flat average three-month forward return of just 0.7%. What this suggests to us is that the case for a short-term pause in the recent stock market rally has grown, but it doesn't alter our constructive 12-month view of the S&P 500 for 2024, where our target is 5,000. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and be sure to reach out to your RBC representative with any questions. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.